listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Barron, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Barron, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. We're back. Again. We're back again, baby. Yeah. We keep saying that, and then we disappear again. It's like... Nobody knows. It's like we're some sort of like ghost operation. <laughs> I don't well, know. well, we had a we had a, actually had a busy week last week. Uh, started off with uh, Monday, which is usually when we sit down and do our podcast. Uh, you know, we had we had company in all week because last Monday was Coach Copeland's uh, my high school football coach's memorial. Right, and oh, this is episode one hundred and two. Before you don't know what episode you're listening to, before we don't know, yeah, yeah weird, we got that out of the way. Weird, we're in the hundos. Yeah, but we're slowly creeping into the hundreds yeah. because we keep missing episodes. Maybe we'll do like two a day. No, <laughs> to catch up. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we won't. We won't do that to y'all. So, so we had uh, you know the memorial uh, last Monday, which was really good. Um, a lot of old friends there. We got to catch up and talk and. And do some fun things. So that's one of those uh, life events when uh, when someone passes away that is kind of a a group person like Coach mm-hmm. Colvin was. Like he had so many people that he touched, and getting together and seeing those people again is really it's sad, but it's uh, but it's you know I want to say fun, but it's it's invigorating for life. Well, when someone has lived a life to where their memorial is about three hours long because so many people want to say something right. about them, you know you've had a good run. Yes. You know, he had he had influenced so many people. It was really sweet to hear all the different stories. I loved it. Yeah, just just impressive that one person can affect so many people's lives in such a manner. And uh, and everybody can have that effect, and that's that. That's the point to take out of it is everybody can have that kind of effect on uh, on everyone in your life. If you're if you be that change that we always talk about, be that person that you you want to be. Exactly, it's um, you know it's a goal to to affect people in a good positive way rather than making them feel bad. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you know, along with that, and everybody knows this, along with having. You know, somebody uh, staying with you and from out of town, it throws your rhythm off. Oh, my gosh. And whether that's working out, mostly for us, it's eating because, you know, it's it's hard to cook for nine people, you know. Right. And Well, it's not that hard to cook, but everybody wants something different. And when you don't have a lot of other food in your house and you're just meat eaters, then if somebody wants something different than that, they're out of luck. They're going to have to go somewhere. And, you know, that was where we found ourselves a few times. They have kids, so we did go out a couple of times. And by the time Friday morning rolled around, I woke up with such a strong urge to just eat a steak for breakfast. Mm -hmm. I was just, like, done with the trashy, crappy eating out. Even though I tried to get meat or eggs or whatever where we went, I'm always so disappointed in the food. Yeah, yeah, I was too. I mean, the first night we did it, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. 
And that was Easter Sunday night, so you can imagine. Yeah. They're so, running on a skeleton crew. Yeah, they were shorthanded, and I, I meant, I thought, hey, I can get naked, uh, you know, grilled, whatever, and I, I, I ordered them naked. No, no, you ordered boneless no, for I ordered some reason. No, boneless. Well, that's what I meant to order was boneless, yeah. but I didn't order them naked. That's why I forgot. And then, so when they showed up, I was like, meh. Oh, yeah, well. I didn't explain to you. They don't do boneless naked wings there because there is no such thing as boneless naked wings. Yeah, anyway, I didn't get what I wanted, so I had to no. eat some crappy no good food. They brought your food out, and I saw it, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but we had those experiences. Like, I got a really crappy burger with no bun. But then, you know what I did? Something I tell you guys never to do. I ate the stupid french fries. I did. I don't know why. It's because people were there, and I was tired and distracted, and it was loud. Buffalo Wild Wings is really loud. I realize I'm an old person yeah. now, <laughs> and I don't like loud places. <laughs> so I was like, I can't even think straight. I'm just going to eat the French fries. That's probably a solution. And, and this is what happens to most people when you get out, and you're around everyone else, and it's kind of that thing. And, and you know, they offer that with pretty much every meal. is The fries come with it. It's so sad. And I was so mad at myself afterwards. I was like, why'd you eat those? And we had, a, me and myself had a conversation. But nothing bad happened, um, which is interesting. And something I wanted to say about that is, you know, when you talk about gut health healing, and a lot of people will say, how long does that take? And when can I have one of those foods again? First of all, I would say the fryer. I don't know what they fry in at Buffalo Wild Wings. If somebody knows, please tell me. But just in general, I avoid that. I try to. But that can ruin your gut. It can mess up your gut, especially if it's already broken. But it typically takes the average person about three good long years to get full healing in your gut. And that's something that I was going over this morning. And, you know, we've been doing this a long time, so maybe... I've had that three years, and it didn't affect me too bad. Yeah, the the wings didn't bother me really. As you know, physically, I didn't feel any digestive issues, and I didn't really you know feel bad or have any any joint pain, or any of that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like it it killed me. But um, I didn't really want to eat them, but I did it anyway. Yeah, I know. We just had that. <laughs> we had that so many times over the week. Like you know, I did it. I'm going to be honest. I did it again. We went to. Okay, we have a gas station next to us that opened up a Mexican food restaurant <laughs> in an old Grandy's spot, and it's actually really good Mexican food. Yeah, so it's gas station Mexican food. Gas station Mexican food. When you have guests and you tell them you're going to take them to a gas station for Mexican food and they don't run, you're, you've got good friends. Yep, and for sure. So the pictures looked great. We got there. I ate the chips. I did it. Yeah, I had some chips, too. I ate some chips. And I didn't feel bad about it. I just kind of like, they kept saying they were on a trip and they could do whatever. And I guess I just fell right in with them. (laughs) We're on a trip. We can eat whatever we want. Isn't that the magic of traveling? Eat whatever you want? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I try try not to do that mostly when I'm traveling. But I, I had the brisket tacos with, you know, the corn tortilla. It was pretty good. They looked good. I had chicken mole. It was delicious. It's just I weird it all. because that restaurant used to be a Grandy's and oh, it closed it down. It was terrible. And it closed down and was closed for years. So this uh, these people opened up a, a neat little restaurant and 
It's really good. It's the only restaurant in our town. What? There's so. a Dairy Queen right there. <laughs> <laughs> I have to clear my throat. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. We don't consider that a restaurant. No, it's not. It's not Dairy Queen. It's not a restaurant. But, no, but so so having people in town throws you off. It really does sometimes, and I'm I, a lot of times we just do what we're going to do, and if people want to do it, fine. If they don't, you've got a car. <laughs> but you know. We did fall into it a couple of times this week, and it was okay. It well, was okay. Yeah, because everything it, was okay. They're not dragging us down. We enjoy going out with yeah. them. That's that's the thing is you enjoy it. You enjoy going out with your friends to have a meal. So it's something that's kind of it's kind of fun, and then you do things that you wouldn't normally do. But the thing is that I found interesting about it is how when they left, I woke up the next morning and I was craving a steak. I yeah. was like. All I wanted for breakfast, I was like, skip the coffee or give me the coffee. Don't skip the coffee. But give me a steak. I just wanted to go throw a steak on the fire and eat it. I, I know we were outside working out. Not we, myself and my son, uh, Jake, were working out. And Melody comes out and she's like, are you hungry? I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's 9 o'clock. We never eat at 9 o'clock. And she's like, I just want a steak. I just want food. I want real food. Red meat, and that's the other thing you know for the uh, for last week is I've, I've been trying to train my son Stephen to you know uh, be in better shape, and get he, up and work out. Yeah, and and he you know and he's an advocate of it. So we're getting up about six in the morning and going outside and we're lifting weights and running and and so uh, we've been trying to keep that schedule all week. So you know that kind of throws that off, but we kept it pretty good. Yeah, but you know the last couple of weeks, you know there's been days where I've been doing three workouts in a day. Because you work out with him, then mm-hmm. you work out with your guys, and then you work out with him again. In the afternoon, yeah. Yeah. So managing those three workouts is a lot, but it's actually, it, it's been doing pretty good. Yeah, I've been just doing pretty much the one a day. I've been getting up early, though, with y'all, because there's coffee, and <laughs> then doing the morning workout and getting it all over with in the morning, and I will say, it feels pretty good. I forgot how much I like to get up early and work out. And somebody asked me on Instagram the other day, they were like, where's your music? Because normally I have music going in my stories when I'm working out. Well, it's too early. <laughs> it's too early to have the speaker out there. So I've got headphones in. So yeah. I started having to just add music to my videos. And that comes with the weather. The weather's getting better. So it's warmer in the morning. So you can get out there and you know you don't have to bundle up and fight the cold to, to work out. That makes it a lot easier. It makes it so much harder when it's cold. <laughs> oh my gosh, it does. Th- this morning was great because it was about, about 55, 60 degrees with no wind, so running was really good. I know. I did not run. I did deadlifts instead. But, you know, training someone, and here's the deal for me, training other people helps me, uh, you know, kind of get out there and get motivated. So training your own son is really fun because he shows a lot of improvement because he's young, of course, and he, and he hasn't done it a whole lot, so he shows improvement fast, which is good yeah. for him. Well, I mean, our grandsons were over yesterday, and our oldest grandson is six, <laughs> and he was he always wants to lift weights he when he comes over here, and he always wants to show us how good his pull-ups are, and we're always so excited to see him. But yesterday, I was like, he's not going to be able to lift that. We have an easy bar that weighs about 17 pounds, an easy curl bar. Mm-hmm. And it had two 10-pound plates on the end. And he lifted it like it was no big deal. So that's, you know, 37 pounds. Then 
he wanted the 25s on there. Yep. So he said, Mimsy, take these off and put the 25s on there for me. I was like, okay. So I put those on. That little stinker went over there and lifted 67 pounds off the ground in a sumo deadlift and did it more than once. Yeah. I bet he can't weigh 40 pounds. Oh, no. He lifted more than his body weight. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's and, funny. He, and then he said, do you want to see my muscles? And he made a good little bicep muscle. He has a little bicep. It's a little six-year-old bicep. It's really funny. He is going to be a beast. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if you if you get someone excited and they're excited about it and they're and they want to do it, that's when you know it's going to be good because mm-hmm. you can't force anyone to do something. And it, and that was the 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 thing with with my son for years. He didn't want to do it. Yeah. He just didn't I didn't want to work out. I, I would go and say, hey, I'm going to go outside and work out. You want to go? Nope, don't want to go. And you can't force them to do it. Because I did a couple times, and it was just, it was miserable for me because now <laughs> my workout stinks. Because yeah. he's just moping around and complaining about everything. So, uh, But he has also come around to where he wants to do it. Right. So, man, get a six-year-old and teach him how to power lift. Holy cow. He was like, I, our trap bar had like 245s on it. And so I said, hey, Silas, go over there and lift that. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but his little arms are too short to reach the sides. So there's no way, even right. the bar being just, the bar alone is 55 pounds. But he was going to do it. He was just like, sure, okay. And then he was like, give me your your broom. I'm going to sweep off this concrete. He was sweeping the grass until... We had to, we have to give him chores. He, he always wants, wants a chore. He wants to yeah. dig a hole. He wants to clean something. He wants to do something, which is which is fun. That's what little and that just shows little kids. People want to work. Yeah. People in general like to be active and do things, and that's all he's trying to do. Um, oh gosh! So before I forget, one of the things I did this week. So I bought some shoes off Amazon. I was about to mention this. Yeah. Okay. So uh, just and they're barefoot shoes. So they're they're very minimalist. Like you know that one shoe is called Zero Shoe or whatever it is. So yeah. they were like $30, really cheap. And I was like, man, I'll try these barefoot shoes because I've, I've been running in zero drop shoes for years. Uh, and that was a transition for me. And so I thought this would be another transition. Man, was I totally correct. So <laughs> I, I ran I ran intervals, 400 meter intervals with, with the guys. And I'll tell you, it felt great. Uh-huh. My stride felt great. My, my footfall felt great. All the intervals felt really good. Until the next day when I really couldn't walk that well. <laughs> my, my calves and my Achilles tendon hurt so bad, like I couldn't even touch them. Right. Well, you know, and if you don't understand what we're talking about with a zero drop shoe, they just put your foot on a level. Like there's no there's no angle. There's right. no... There's no drop from heel to toe. Yeah. So That's what I was getting So at. So that's what a zero drop shoe is. And you can get a zero drop shoe as a Hoka. And if you've seen Hokas, I got the big, fat, thick... So, so, yeah. So that can be a zero drop shoe or it can be a minimalist zero drop shoe. Well, these are basically, they're called barefoot shoes. Right. So that's, it's just like running barefoot, but it's like a slip on sole and love running in them. But man, did I couldn't walk for days. You couldn't even touch your calves. I couldn't even, t- we, couldn't we have even one of the, them. one of the Theragun, Cairo gun type things, you know, and uh, for massaging stuff out, I, I couldn't touch my calves or my Achilles with that gun. It hurts so bad. That's when you know you have done some muscle damage. You have. Yeah. And, and that's when and somebody's running in, running in zero drop shoes for years. So what should you have done 
Okay. <laughs> to, All right. <laughs> to, to not get that sore. So if somebody wants to run in those, you know, think of the Vibram five finger shoes. People have seen those. Yes. Those are barefoot minimalist shoes. These are sort of like that, but they have a good wide toe box. Yeah. It, they let it, your feet move naturally. Exactly like the Vibram five toe shoe, but no to no toe, just a right. wide box. Uh, what you're supposed to do is you, if you're going from a, a shoe that has any type of drop and you're going to a zero drop, you're supposed to transition. Mm-hmm. So uh, technically, you should you should you should go to a lower drop shoe slowly and transition to those for a certain period of time. And that difference between how much you run or not run and how old you are or how young you are, so all that comes into play. Because I do this with my guys all the time that I train to run. I'll transition them to a zero drop shoe, and after their first run they can't hardly walk. Right. Now, they recover faster because they're in their 20s. Um, because, again, all it does, it makes your Achilles stretch. Even just a millimeter more per step will will make them very sore. So what you're supposed to do is if you switch to a shoe that's that's less than what you have, you're, you know, you walk in them for a couple weeks, and then you do like a slow jog and a short jog, and you, and you transition up to it. Uh, I just went whole hog and did... Like seven four hundred intervals. I did, yeah, I did. I did max intervals and just crushed it. It felt great though. <laughs> so, so especially ladies, if you wear heels at all mm. and you wear high heels, you've shortened your Achilles tendon. I did it for years working in banking. Um, I wore heels to work every day, and you get a really short Achilles tendon doing that. So you have to be really careful when you transition to this type of shoe because you're going to be probably more sore than Steve. Because it's going to really start stretching it out. And you'll understand how tight that Achilles tendon can get. And, you know, you just don't want to go through that kind of pain. You want to take it slow. Right. And, and I think everybody should wear flat shoes. Yeah. Just shoes with no heel. And I've been doing shoes with no heel for years because if I wear a shoe now with any heel, I get knee pain. Yeah. Well, don't look in my closet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could wear any of your heels. I don't think you could fit in any of my heels. And if you did, it would be weird. But that that's why I have worn just Converse for years. Right. Because it's just a flat shoe. And now any new shoe I buy, I make sure there's no heel, that it has a flat zero drop sole. Because if I wear anything with a heel nowadays, it just totally gives me knee pain if yeah. I, in, a, in a day. Like if I wear them for the day, by the end of the day, my knee hurts. Well, lesson learned. So there you go. Yeah. Don't just go out and run in these new barefoot shoes. Or do it and just pay them or, in. Yeah. <laughs> just pay that price. So no big we, deal. So we, we've paid the price with our food. Now we've paid the price with our shoes. What else are we making mistakes on this week and I, paying the I price I pay a lot. <laughs> I pay a lot. I, I just keep right my now. wallet out. <laughs> I'm always paying. Oh, well, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've had conversation this week about you know, the carnivore diet, because we have our book coming out. Oh my gosh, we have the copy of our book in our hands. It's so exciting, and I'm so happy with the cover and how it looks, and I just, I can't believe it's real. Yeah, it's really cool. It's one of those things. Our goal, especially doing this podcast, initially when we started, we just wanted to reach out to people because we felt like we had found something that that increased health, that made us feel better, that improved our lives, and we wanted to share that. Yeah. So the book is just another avenue to do that. Exactly. And it's we, we talked about this with people, and now we're going to talk about it with you. Um, there's so many ways to do a carnivore diet, and with our book, we kind of want to show that because you can go as complicated 
with a carnivore diet as you can with any kind of food. Like you can make it super complicated. Or you can keep it as basic as you, I mean, really, it could be the most basic diet you've ever done. You can eat the same food every single day. Like if you want to eat hamburger patties for every single meal, guess what? You can do that. Absolutely. But if you want to make it super, super complicated and you want to have like one of the recipes in our book is an oxtail, slow cooked oxtail, sour cream enchiladas that are all carnivore, you can be as complicated as you want and you can go that route. Mm -hmm. And it is a little more complicated and time consuming to do that. But, you know, that's the thing. That's the beauty of the carnivore diet. You still have all this variety. You, you can make it, like you said, as interesting or not interesting as you want it. As, exactly. As, as time intensive or less time intensive as you want it. And, and that's one of the fun things about it is because when, often when you tell people about a carnivore diet, they think that, that there's going to be, there's, there's nothing in it. Like it's just meat. Right. When there's and it a, can be. It can be, but there's also other things you can do that are still carnivore type. Like we just recently this week have, have started like cooking over open fires. Oh, it's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> so, so this is just a, you know a different. We've been we've been doing it in the cast iron skillet on the stove for forever for years. Yeah, and just, it's easy. It works. It makes a good steak. You know, it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. However, though, we got interested in, hey, let's cook over an open fire. So we, we bought a, you know, a fire pit yep. and we started cooking over the open fire. Then we take a, another step and like, oh, let's buy these these flavored charcoal. Yeah. Well, we got the, the cowboy charcoal that's like a, a good lump wood charcoal. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the steak tastes. And, and if you cook over fire, you know this. It just is a whole other feel. It's a whole other flavor than what you get when you're in your house cooking in on your stove. There's just an element to it where, number one, my kitchen stays a lot cleaner, <laughs> um, which is a plus. And the flavor, there's something about the fire. I swear to you, the ribeyes taste sweet. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. I love it. It's yeah, delicious. So that's just another aspect you can add to it because now you've got, there's a little bit of, there's prep and there's there's ritual. There's a little bit of, of honing your skill with, with getting their charcoal hot. And, you know, mm-hmm. we got, we just have a little bitty, you know, Weber grill. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of those small portable ones that cooks two steaks. Yeah, well, because our fire pit is really big, and we realized that's a lot of wood to cook a couple of steaks. We had to make a big fire to cook yeah. a couple of steaks. So you know, we got the fire pit because we wanted to sit around it at night and have a fire. But then when you go to cook on it, you're like, if you just want to cook, it's too much. So we had to pare down and go steal a small Weber grill from my father-in-law's house next door <laughs> because he wasn't using it. <laughs> yeah, but so now you, you you can buy different types of the hardwood mm-hmm. charcoal and then uh, you buy the little little chimney to put it in to get it all hot and then you dump it in the thing and, you know, let it warm up and then you cook the steaks and that's another uh, skill level of how long, how often to cook them, how to sear them. So I'm just going to I'm gonna throw this out there. No affiliation, no reason other than it's food porn, and you're going to love it. If you don't follow a guy called Over the Fire Cooking, I think his name is Derek Wolf 
on Instagram, then you're wrong. You just need to go do it because now he does some things that are not going to work for everybody because there's some spices and things that may not work for you, but just the technique of getting the fire right and cooking over the fire and sometimes cooking directly on the hot coals. Oh my gosh. It's just like, that's become my new, like my newest cooking obsession is just to cook straight on the fire. It's just, his page is awesome. There's so much on there. Now, also, don't forget to buy our book because it is on uh, pre-sale right now. You can pre-order our book on Amazon. Um, we'll post the link in the show do notes. Do it. Do yeah, it. We will. Just do it. Do and um, But you can go follow this guy, and you can get inspired to start cooking outside over fire. And we were talking about this earlier. Why is it? Why does it feel so good to do that? Because we're primal people. Yeah, it's ancestral. It is like, it does something to your brain just to get out there and cook over a fire, to get the fire ready. I mean, you take it a step further, and if you're a hunter and you've cooked, if you've killed your own your own dinner and prepped it and pro, you know processed it yourself, now you're getting back to that natural root of who you are as a human. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good. Now... I don't feel the quite the same with unwrapping my steak from, you know, the grocery store <laughs> because, you know, I'm not one of those people that says, isn't that where meat comes from? No, I know where meat comes from, but we don't have an opportunity to go opportunity to go slaughter our own cow. But, you know, you or get your own deer or whatever. Elk or whatever. We got squirrels. Bison. But <laughs> there's no there's no Buffalo roaming around Rome. No, there's not. But we got plenty of squirrels, but I don't want one. And They're not worth eating. No. I've, I've ate them. They're horrible. They have bad attitudes, though. <laughs> so, whatever. We got some mean squirrels out there. But the cooking over fire, you know, it's called over the fire cooking. Check it out. You won't be sorry. If you like meat... You're just gonna sit there and salivate. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, and, and if you're someone who's who's busy and just doesn't have the time, I mean, maybe it's not for you. But maybe on the weekend you do a little bit of you know cooking over the fire. It's fun. It really is. It really is. I think it really gets you tapped back into that ancestral feel of like what it means to, you know, prepare your food. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little more than just turning on the stove. Yep, it is. And now that got us researching into different types of uh, fire pits and. And we were talking about the solo stove and the the brio. Oh, big big brother. Yeah. So we 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 were just talking about it sitting on the couch, and I turned on the TV and pulled up YouTube, and I already had a recommendation of a video comparing the solo stove and the brio stove. Yeah, just insane. And I Within was like, minutes. "Wow, that's crazy stuff right there." And, and we hadn't like that was your YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I had looked it up on my Instagram. So it's completely separate. It was just they heard us talking. They're, I'm, they're listening. They're listening to you. I swear, it's really creepy. That's <laughs> something are, that's kind of creepy. They are listening to you 100%. They tap into your microphones on your phone and they listen to you. Mm-hmm. Just and, and, and it's legal. They're just not supposed to record you. Oh, well, if, if that's all it is. Thanks, NSA. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, it was pre- it was pretty, and I know most of you people have experienced that happening. 
you, yeah. know, you mention something and it shows up on your YouTube or be, in your advertisement because they're listening to you. Yeah, be careful what you want to look at because or oh, what do. you say because <laughs> it'll show up. We do it all the time. We'll just we'll just think of something like I should say that so I get advertisements for it. I know. I need a new car. It's it, and you. It doesn't even matter. Like if you don't even say what kind, it's like they know what you're thinking because the kind of car you want will show up in your feed. Yes, it's super it weird. It's totally weird. All right, we've gotten off a little, yeah. a little off track. A little Not bit. Much. A little bit. <laughs> because the government is trying to change your food. Just so know that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Oh, something. Uh, uh. That I did. I want to throw out there real quick. Signed up for the local Spartan race. I did not. Sign up for the Spartan race. Um, yeah, you're going to make Stephen do it with you. Yeah, so uh, my son and I are going to do the stadium race at uh, Cowboy Stadium over in Arlington. So um, it's th- it's short. It's only three miles. It's not like it's really long. I think it's like 19 or 20 obstacles, and they're none of them are hard obstacles. They're just right. it's in your way, do it kind of thing. Right. Um, uh, so it should be fun. It'll be really interesting because he's never done anything like that. Mm-hmm. I've done tons of obstacle courses, so it's not like it's a big deal for me. So, but it'll be uh, a fun, you know, father son yeah. thing to do. Yeah, I didn't um, want to cough off the hundred fifty bucks per person, but that's why I didn't do it. I told myself I was cheap. I should just do it. I didn't want to spend one hundred fifty dollars to go do that in the middle of the day in June oh, at yeah. the stadium. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll just work out at home. It's a one o'clock run at June nineteenth at uh, at the stadium. So outside it'll be like a hundred degrees. Yeah, I don't have anybody that I know to do it with because y'all will leave me probably, and then I'll be like stuck out there. I don't know. Or I'll beat you. I would have be I would have beaten y'all. Probably. That's probably what was gonna happen. That's probably what would happen. I was gonna beat y'all. So that's something fun and that's one of those things that that um you know, we talked about doing, but once you throw it out there and you sign up for it, then a little bit of goal shows up. <laughs> a little bit of like, all right, I've kinda gotta get in shape for this. Wait, I can't lollygag. Now your feet are to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Is that corny enough? Exactly. Yeah. So, so now, you know, um, the training focus will be a little bit on making sure that we can do the obstacles, get a climber rope, throw a spear, um, you know, fun would, stuff like that. I would totally kill it on the spear. Totally. I'm pretty sure. Yep. A spear throw all the time. <laughs> so we'll go over, we'll go over those things, training, but I, like I said, it'll be something for him. It'll, it'll be a fun thing. It'll be really oh, fun. Oh yeah. It'll be a blast. I mean, you know, I know I did a 5K run with my daughter a few years ago, and it was really fun to do something with someone and have that experience. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't do great at it, like, you know, you're not trying to win. You're just trying to do it. You're just trying to. And, and that's what I had to get out of my head, uh, you know, because I did triathlons and 5Ks and stuff for years, and I was always trying to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, I, I became aware that sometimes people do things for fun. What? I, that's what I heard. I know. I heard there's this fun thing going around, and people do stuff, and it's fun. Okay. So that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. Um, you know, we'll do it together and take it easy. But, you know, for, for you guys out there, it's always fun to sign up for an event, whether it's a 5K or a Spartan race or a Tough Mudder or whatever goofball race shows up that, you know, that you can sign up for. Just getting out there and doing it with some friends is that's a motivation. It is. Like throw some motivation in the bag. So when you when you think about training, you don't back away from it because you're like, oh, I've got that Spartan race coming up. People are gonna see me. Right. I'm gonna look stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> Always possible. Always possible. So with the working out thing, mm-hmm. one thing I had posted about on Instagram was that we were trying out beta alanine. Right. And, yeah. you know, I'm always a little, like, skeptical about trying out any kind of supplement. And because I don't know what's going to happen. Like, we got it in the mail. Mm-hmm. And I could have used it on Monday morning before we went to the memorial service in my workout. But my first thought was, don't use anything new. What if you break out in some weird rash from head to toe or your face blisters up? If you have face boils. (laughs) You just never know what's going to happen. That's true. And so especially with a supplement, you just don't know. And it's an amino acid. It's not anything crazy. But it does give you the like... It gives it me. It does anyway. It gives me the tinglys. Well, it's it's a common item used in pre workouts. Yeah. The 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 cool thing about having it separate is you measure how much you want. Right. So and you don't have all the other junk in it. And all you know, all the other stuff that's in pre workouts, you know, where they just over caffeinate you. They throw all the stimulants at you in, in pre workouts. So this is an isolated one that you know exactly what it is. Right. And so beta alanine is an amino acid, but what it does, just the gist of it, is it helps prevent the lactic acid from building up. So that let's just say you're doing something pretty speedy and you need to get one more rep. Well, it it might help you push past that normal place where your muscles would have fatigued and given up and get that one more rep. Right. So it's yeah. kind of the idea. Yeah, I haven't used it yet for in, in for a specific run, but um, I did use it this morning and did a five mile run and I felt fine. But it wasn't you know it's an easy run. It wasn't a I'll push it hard run. So Yeah. I mean, I've used it. I haven't had any negative results from it. I will say that, I mean, I don't know that I'm getting any more reps, maybe. I, I don't know. It's hard to, to manage that and to measure that. This, yeah. It's real hard so. to tell when you add little, little supplements like that, if they do improve uh, performance. Because w- when you talk about performance improvement, you're talking in the low percentages. Like, yeah. you know, you got a 3% improvement on whatever it was. And unless you're a competitive athlete, it's kind of hard to tell. Right. You know, especially yeah. if you don't have, you know, uh, runtime PRs or whatever PRs for whatever you're doing mapped out very diligently, it's hard to tell. But, you know, well, you know, like it's this, fun to try. This morning, I was working on a one rep max deadlift and today was supposed to be setting a new one rep max which I you know we don't max out very often but my program right now had me doing that for my eighth week here and to end the program and you know I used the beta alanine I got out there I did right underneath my one rep max and I went to do the next set at, you know, over, a little bit over my one rep max from last time. And it just didn't feel right. I didn't feel like it was going to be a good lift. I went to lift it and I just felt that, no, don't do it. I didn't feel that strength today. Mm-hmm. And that's something that no supplement's going to help you with that. I mean, there's going to be times when you feel stronger. There's going to be weeks where you feel not so strong. And you got to really listen to your body and not... I think you can buy into the supplements and say, oh, this is going to make me right. be this much better. And you push past a place that you should have, you know, further than you should have. Kind of like when you're a little kid and you get new shoes and you're like, these shoes are going to make me run so fast. It's exactly how I felt last week. I know. <laughs> and so you have to you have to fight that kind of like, oh, this supplement's going to make me lift so much more. And really pay attention to your body. And I'm glad I did because I felt like if I would have pulled 
that weight off the floor, I might have tweaked something, and then I don't want to be out for tomorrow or the rest of the week. Right, yeah. Injury is way worse than backing off a lift. Oh, my gosh. It was just way easier to just go, you know what? I got close to my one rep max from last time. I'm good. Yep. It's a lot. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it is. I've, I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, the, uh, if anybody's heard of the knees over toes guy. So really, you know, a, on the complete opposite end of maxing is accessory work. Yeah. So and so I do a lot of knee accessory work trying to maintain knee stability because I have a bad knee. And... um some of the stuff that he recommends works pretty good. But, you know, adding like the Nordic curls and the the really deep runner stretch and a couple of other little exercises that, that I kind of already knew about but didn't do as often as I should have, I think adding those in the past couple of weeks has has helped my, uh, my run and my knee stability just to feel better. I think that's great. So, I mean, I like all the stuff that he does, but every time I hear the name of his channel, Knees to Toes, I think of that little song, Heads and Shoulders, Knees and Toes, <laughs> Knees and Toes, you know? Yeah. But I, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But he has some great stretches on there, some great mobility stuff. And mobility, we've said it a thousand times, as you get older, it's so important. So important. I'm 50. Right. I mean, we watched a guy, a CrossFit guy who's 80 mm-hmm. uh, on a video the other day and he's been lifting since he was a teenager and we always say that it's so much easier to just do it and stay in shape consistency (laughs) be consistent but he that's what he said at 80 he was like i don't want to have to have anybody help me and that's how i feel and mobility is part of that yep sure is so and and it's, it's not the most glamorous fun thing but it definitely will keep you going that's that's a hundred percent true. It's not it's not sexy. No, it's not. <laughs> I have to force myself to do it. I'll, I'll be I'll be done and I'll be fixing to go in and I'll tell myself, you didn't do any accessory work. Go do some go do some knee stuff real quick. Knock it out. It only takes two or three minutes and you're done. You can say you did it. Right. You can check that box. Yep. And it helps. Exactly. But anyway, if you guys have any any training questions or tips, hey, reach out. Well, we love to help out. Oh, absolutely. And we'll put the link to the book where you can go and, oh, you can get a sneak peek of the inside on the Amazon page and you can see the pictures and what's in it and kind of get an idea of what we did. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, pre-order your copy. It does go on sale May 11th. So you can pre-order now and then on May 11th, they'll just ship it right to you. Yep. Exciting stuff. I know. We're very excited. Yep. All right. Well, I think that wraps up today. Yes. Did um, we tell you the name of the book? I don't know if we did. We did. Carnivore Diet Cookbook. Yeah. Right there. It's you can real, find it. Real easy. Look us up. We're actual authors now. It's yeah. weird. I know. <laughs> Melody Barron's, Steve Barron's author. <laughs> All right. Hey, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope you have a great day. Go out there, eat some fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to The Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. And visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.